0: What's going on, everybody? It's the Locked On Eagles podcast. Luigi Biasi joining you as always on this Friday edition of the show, wrapping up the week. The whole week of uh, no real activity after the draft. It's kind of just been a whole week of really digesting what happened all of last weekend in Tennessee at the NFL draft. So, if you missed any of our past shows this week, we did a final takeaway show on Monday. On Tuesday, we obviously did the winners and losers portion of the NFL Draft, what teams came out, winners on paper at least, remember on paper is always the key because it is only May at this point and OTA is getting underway soon, but we did that on Tuesday and then yesterday me and Gino kind of got into the Eagles perspective of winners and losers, so what players benefited from what the Eagles drafted and what players were really hurt, so we do recommend you go check out all those shows this week again we're cranking out like four or five podcasts a week, so plenty for you, we'll help you get through this quiet time of the football season hopefully you're into the Sixers hopefully you're into the Phillies it was super cool yesterday to see Deshaun Jackson to see Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz all hanging out courtside at the uh the Sixers game Alshon Jeffrey's rocking the the vintage and I got the jersey myself it's a beauty the coolest Eagles jersey I think you can own is that white Kelly Green Randall Cunningham jersey and Alshon was rocking that and a uh, Kelly Green Eagles hat he so badly wants the Kelly Green jerseys it's really cool though to see because he's going to help push that and I think they're going to get that as an alternate uh, probably in 2020 but you know those three hanging out on courtside just me looking at that thinking about the possibilities of having those three at Carson Wentz's disposal not to mention Nelson Aguilar and Goddard and now adding Miles Sanders to that mix on our Sega White side super cool and it was kind of nostalgic too because you know Deshaun and Ertz were together in 2013 and then like you never would have thought that those three would be right teammates because Ertz was teammates with both then he wins it all with Alshon Jeffrey in the Super Bowl but then to see all three of them together I just started salivating thinking about the possibilities that Doug Peterson's going to have on this offense and even really just specifically Jackson and Jeffrey I remember in the 2017 offseason before that Super Bowl season I'm thinking to myself, all right, the Eagles need a receiver, right? They're not going to go with Doriel Green-Beckham and Josh Huff again and Nelson Aguilar, who at the time was an absolute train wreck of a prospect. So I thought, okay, here's Elshon Jeffrey hitting free agency. Here's Deshaun Jackson, Torrey Smith. remember the rumors about Kenny Britt. Thank God they'd end up, end up doing that. Terrell Pryor at the time was someone coming off a 1,000-yard season in Cleveland. And it was really one or the other. It was, okay, you're getting Alshon Jeffrey or you're going to pay Deshaun Jackson the $12 million that he eventually got with Tampa Bay. Now the fact that they have both of those players on this offense, just something I would have never imagined. And it was super cool to see all them celebrating and really celebrating the Sixers. I mean, Carson Wentz was there as well. He rang the bell with Reese Hoskins. Seeing all the Philly athletes together really come together and Cheer on each other is an awesome thing. I mean, seeing how pumped Allen Iverson still gets watching Sixers games. Donovan McNabb really should take a uh, page out of that playbook because he's someone that really has been the opposite. So it's cool to see everybody else though really embracing this whole one Philadelphia culture. And it was cool to see all three of those guys on the sidelines. But meanwhile, while the Sixers are taking a two to one lead over the Toronto Raptors in the second round of the NBA playoffs. The Eagles are still at work adding talent. Remember, Howie Roseman even said in his press conference after the draft that they were not done adding talent. There's still a lot of interesting pieces out there. You know, Ziggy Ansah is still there. There's a bunch of running backs. Our boy LeGarrette Blunt is still a free agent. Jay Ajayi as well, still a free agent. Two of those three key backs in that Super Bowl season are free agents. So there were still some key players, even though they weren't going to add a running back after adding Miles Sanders. There was also this guy named Zach Brown, who is still available at linebacker. And look, I think me and Gino are two of the most anti-linebacker people you will ever find, basically because the league is so pass-heavy. Teams are going to, their base, you know, what you call base defense, basically now, is a sub-package. Nickel, dime, big dime, big nickel. Those are, having four corners out there, having three corners and three safeties, having Malcolm Jenkins essentially be your second linebacker, Having more corners and safeties is what the NFL is going towards. I mean, even look at the Chargers, right? They are loaded with safeties, including the emergence of Derwin James last year. What do they do this year in the draft? They still go out and add Delaware's Nazir Adderley to that mix. We're going away from the traditional linebackers, and we're going towards this corner and safety world. And yet... If you want a linebacker, it should be someone that is strong in coverage because if you're going to be that one linebacker that's playing all three downs like a Nigel Bradham, you've got to be able to cover. So the fact that the Eagles go out and they bring in Zach Brown today. They sign him to a one-year, $3 million deal. I mean, there, there's your second linebacker, Eagles fans, that you wanted. He's not going to be someone that plays more than, I would say, what, 40 to 50% of the snaps. And that's why I wasn't really concerned that they didn't add a linebacker in the draft. You go out and add a guy like Zach Brown on an only $3 million deal, this is an exciting move. And it's it's good to have that second linebacker. Jordan Hicks was a key part of the defense for the past couple of years. Michael Kendricks in 2017, when Hicks went down, was a big needed boost when the Eagles had to go run heavy on defense. I mean, look at last year when they struggled against Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott. It'll be nice to have, in Saquon Barkley. It'll be nice to have that other linebacker you can rely on, too, on that second level, make sure that these five- to six-yard, four-yard runs don't turn into these massive ones that was kind of happening in the middle of the season last year. So I'm really happy with the move. Again, linebacker I wasn't really concerned with, mainly because you can go out and get a guy like Zach Brown in May, Someone that was third in tackles the past three years, only behind Bobby Wagner. He is the third highest graded linebacker by Pro Football Focus in 2018. And you're getting that guy for $3 million. He's got a high coverage grade. I think he was at like 84.9 from PFF standpoint. So again, if you are bringing in a linebacker that's going to play significant snaps, he's got to be able to cover in this age of the NFL. But at the same time, he's someone that put up career highs and overall grading by PFF, run defense, and tackling last year with Washington. He only missed 4 Four of his 95 total attempts last year on tackles only four missed tackles on 95 plays and he's someone that coming from a guy that grew up in Buffalo I've kind of kept tabs with the Bills a little bit working up here in sports radio Zach Brown came into the Buffalo Bills a couple years ago he just he's a guy that he's a journeyman linebacker and for some reason hasn't been able to find a solid long-term home despite I mean, probably because people know they can get him for cheap and get really high production out of him, but everywhere he's gone, he has been just a steady, strong, productive linebacker. In Buffalo, he was really good. Tennessee, Washington, the Eagles are getting a bargain for that second linebacker spot, and now you can have Kamu Hill hill it out with LJ Fort for that third spot. Again, the Eagles rarely even use two linebackers, so Camus and Fort, this isn't good for them. If we were going to go into yesterday's show and talk about what Eagles players were hurt or helped by the draft. Well, just a week later, I think those two guys, their stock has definitely taken a hit. With LJ Ford, we'll even see if he makes the roster. He's someone I really like. He's a good special teams player. But with the whole compensatory pick formula, by the way, another key part of this Zach Brown move is that the Eagles do not give up a comp pick because Washington did cut him a couple months ago. So it's another move like Malik Jackson where the Eagles are adding solid role-playing talent for almost nothing when it comes to money and you're not giving up picks in your comp formula so but depending on Sendejo, going back to the comp picks if Sendejo gets cut Andrew Sendejo, there's their third safety they signed who was the favorite at first to be the third safety but if you go back to the show yesterday I was talking about how I really hope Jim Schwartz doesn't just want to have a corner play safety based on necessity I I would like him to understand or realize that Having a Vontae Maddox out there at safety, having a, even a Ruzul Douglas if he's not a perfect fit, having that playmaking ability just on the field, right? Having a Jalen Mills back there so you can throw another corner on the field. To me, having that talent should outweigh putting a traditional safety in Sandejo back there. So depending on what the future is with him, though, we'll see what the Eagles do with Sandejo. I can see him as the third safety. I could see him getting cut. Because if they cut Sendejo, then you can keep four and it won't affect your compensatory pick formula. So keep an eye on those two guys, their future, because Camus is also a guy that really took a big step last year as a linebacker. First real time that he had significant snaps on defense. He's been a key part of the special teams for the past couple years. But Camus last year got a lot of playing time when Jordan Hicks went down and was really, really solid in coverage. So he's your third guy. You still have Nate Geery and uh, Leroy Reynolds. So LJ Fort, I like him. I, I expected him, honestly, to battle Camus for that second LB spot. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the roster because he provides a lot of of special teams contributions, he's also good against the run, and he himself is a pretty rock-solid linebacker in the middle, taking over for Shazier last year, the past couple years in Pittsburgh, really played well, but if they keep Sandejo, looking at the other depth they have at linebacker and the minimal role that position already has, I wouldn't be surprised if LJ Fort doesn't make the roster, I think it's kind of 50-50, keep an eye on Sendejo and Fort, those two really lower value signings for the eagles in free agency i don't think one of those I, I do think one of those guys does end up getting cut with the emergence of zach brown now and although they didn't bring in a safety because of all the depth they have at corner i really hope jim schwartz tries to you know he likes to cross train his safeties i are his corners and safeties i hope that he really uses that and puts one of those corners at the third safety spot but yeah just i mean a great signing again for Howie Roseman. It's hard for me, again, when the Eagles make a bad move, I'm going to call them on it. You know, I mean, if you listen to this season's worth of podcasts, I mean, just ask Jim Schwartz if he's listening. What I was saying about the Eagles this year, criticizing the defense and the offensive play calling a lot this year, but it's really hard to find holes in what Howie Roseman has done without totally stretching and creating this false narrative just to get clicks. Look, Howie Roseman was the second overall gm ranked by nfl.com just a month ago for a reason because what he is doing has been incredible and zach brown is just another example of that by getting this top linebacker in the league for three million dollars after the draft so fear not lb stands the eagles did add a guy and it's a high contributor that's going to put up to me good numbers in this defense next year when he is of course on the field Coming up next on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, I want to get into, again, Howie Roseman finding amazing value in role players, not only from a contribution standpoint, but from a money standpoint as well. How he has been able to find talent in every channel, every avenue you can find to add pieces to this roster. He has done it, and he's looking a lot like the Patriots the way he has brought in these cheap yet productive players. So I want to get into that next right here on Lockdown Eagles. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. It's Louie DiBiase on this Friday edition of the podcast. Please follow us on Twitter to keep the conversation going. Drop us a line, as always, at @LockdownBirds and at DiBiase LOE. And my buddy, my co-host, Gino Camilleri, at Gino underscore L O E. Shout out to him. He was really pushing this move. I think both of us were actually in March before free agency started. Zach Brown was the favorite linebacker of most, actually, that wanted the Eagles to upgrade the position because, I mean, again, The numbers that he put up in 2018 and just the proven production throughout the course of his career has been really impressive. And the fact that he lasted up until May when other defenses still go traditional with how they use linebackers, it's really incredible. Again, third highest graded linebacker last year in 2018 by PFF. Third most tackles in the last three years, only behind the all-pro Bobby Wagner himself. It was a really, really good signing today by Howie Roseman. And this is what Howie Roseman has been doing For a couple years now, I mean, he has not only found amazing value in role players, I mean, check that, he has struck value gold. From these key players they brought in free agency, veteran role players that are going to give you significant, significant snaps this year, Tim Jernigan, Vinny Curry, Jordan Howard, Zach Brown, Malik Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, right? Those, what, one, two, three, I mean, those are six veteran players that are going to have pretty big roles on this team. Tim Jernigan, $2 million coming back here. After giving him, what, that extension in 2017 that was worth up to $48 million. They get out of that deal, bring Jernigan back to be a rotational piece behind Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson on a $2 million deal. Vinny Curry, bringing him back. He could have took more with the Giants. He chooses to come back to Philadelphia. $2 $2 million. He's going to be that third pass rusher on the edge. And I think he takes a step back up this year after a down year in Tampa Bay. A lot because of health. Change of scenery. You never know. But Vinnie Curry, you know what you're getting out of him. Zach Brown, three million dollars. Your second linebacker now. Not a huge role, but you're not paying him a whole lot, and you're going to get good production when he's out there. Jordan Howard's only making one point eight, so let's just round it up to two million dollars for the sake of this total here. Malik Jackson. $10 million, a lot bigger than those other players, but when you look at what other pass rushers on the defensive line are getting, $10 million is a pretty good value for what Malik Jackson can do, not only against the run, but as one of the better pass rushing interior defensive linemen in the league, Deshaun Jackson, he's making $9 million. So you add up those six players, veteran players that are going to have big roles in this team, Howie Roseman got all six of those guys for the price essentially of Nick Foles, right? Right with maybe a little you know, six million more, and not all of this is guaranteed money. Twenty-eight million dollars total went between those six players. Twenty-eight million dollars. Two million for Jernigan, two for Vinnie Curry, three for Zach Brown, and two for Jordan Howard, and then nineteen combined between Deshaun Jackson and Malik Jackson. That is incredible value that he is finding in these role players. You're going out there, you're not overpaying these guys that are not going to, I mean, look, you're going to pay the Alshon Jeffries $14 million because that's the, I mean, he's going to have that kind of role. Carson Wentz is going to get one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. I mean, that's how you pay franchise quarterbacks. But to complement all those pieces, right? Fletcher Cox going to get almost quarterback money on the interior because of the elite ability that he has getting to the quarterback and against the run. To complement that, what does he do? Not only does he bring in all these future pieces in the draft, that make rookie money, but he brings in all these role players that he takes advantage of, by the way, because, I mean, you're not, it's not counting against your comp pick formula when it comes to Zach Brown, when it comes to Jordan Howard, when it comes to LJ Fort, you know, because those guys were, were cut, players that were cut, Malik Jackson, that didn't affect at all the compensatory pick formula. So you're bringing in these guys, knowing that you have that in mind, knowing that they've had proven contributions, proven a proven track record in the NFL, and you're getting them for nothing, that's how you build eventually in this cap world, while the salary cap is very overrated in the NFL, when you do have to pay Carson Wentz eventually. This is how you do it, and you should be very confident that Howie Roseman knows how to build a team, a talented team. Right? This isn't someone that's just skimping on talent, even though he's not paying a lot of money. These are really good players for, I mean, you look at Jernigan, Curry, Brown, and Howard. Those guys total are making $9 million combined for those four players. I don't know about you, but I think Tim Jernigan still is going to have a big role in this team. When he got healthy last year, he was putting up big-time production next to Fletcher Cox. I thought he was really, really good, especially in the playoffs against the Bears and against the Saints. Vinny Curry. You're going to get a lot out of him getting to the quarterback and against the run for 2000000 bucks. million. You're getting more out of Curry. Curry's value as a player is going to be more than $2 million. Again, Zach Brown, that's one of the best starting inside linebackers last year. And you're getting him in May, by the way, after free agency and after the draft for $3 bucks. And then Jordan Howard, he only behind Ezekiel Elliott, I think and maybe one other, I think it's him and Todd Gurley. Jordan Howard has the third most yards in the past three years of any running back, and you got him for $1.8 million. You add Andre Dillard to that, you add Miles Sanders to that, you add J.J. Arcega-Whiteside waiting in the wings, it is just a masterful job of what Howie Roseman has done this offseason. All right, let's take one more break. We will wrap up today's edition of Lockdown Eagles next right here on LOE. All right, everybody, we are wrapping up the show here. Just a quick Friday edition of the podcast to wrap up the week for you. The Eagles made it interesting. They gave us some more activity this week after the draft dies down. They bring in linebacker Zach Brown, formerly of the Washington Redskins and the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. He is the journeyman. He is the Ryan Fitzpatrick of linebackers. But like Fitzpatrick, you can get a lot out of him in limited playing time, and that's what Zach Brown can do For the Eagles, this year is that second linebacker. And last year, he actually had a big role with Washington. And he was the third best linebacker in the NFL based on PFF grades. And again, he is really good against the run, which is what you need in a linebacker. But I don't want a traditional linebacker that cannot... Like, if if you're going to put Miles Sanders in the slot, right? Or Alvin Kamara, these these Darren Sproles, these mismatches at running back or in the slot even at tight end with Goddard and Ertz, if your linebacker is going to be like an Elk Ogletree, tree, if they're going to be a liability in coverage, that is why the NFL has gone towards safety and corner-heavy packages. But Zach Brown, I trust him in coverage. He had a really high coverage grade last year, and throughout the course of his career, he has been a rock-solid coverage LB, and that's important when they're out there on the field because most teams are a pass-heavy offense now in the NFL. So when he is out there, you still, while it's going to be in packages that you're really trying to stop the run, short yardage situations, when the offense goes in 12 personnel, but at the same time, you always have to take into account that they're going to throw the football, and if you can't trust your linebacker to be on that second and third level down the field and be able to cover, have that athleticism to get guys down, remember... Zach Brown, great tackler. Only missed four tackles of 95 total attempts last year. Really happy with the signing. Again, you add Tim Jernigan, Vinny Curry, Zach Brown, Jordan Howard, Malik Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders, JJ Sega, whiteside and Andre Dillard for almost nothing this year, money-wise. It's for the total price of what Russell Wilson's getting, probably less. Howie Roseman has done an incredible job this offseason, and when he doesn't, I'll say it, but... Right now, I have been so impressed with the way he has found talent with the comp pick formula, with the draft through trading. I mean, Deshaun Jackson—they got through a trade, right? Bringing in Malik Jackson after he got cut by Jacksonville, finding even guys like contributors after in free agency, after free agency. You know, it's the free agency after free agency, and after the draft, you add like Garrett Blunt a couple years ago was a huge reason you won the Super Bowl. You added him, what, in June after you missed out on Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook? This year you bring in Zach Brown in May. He's done an incredible job of finding talent any way that you can find it in the NFL while not absolutely killing his salary cap. It's been impressive. You have to give Joe Douglas credit as well. It's going to suck when he leaves, which he is. I heard someone talk about today maybe just give him the GM title and pay him more money. But I think Joe Douglas wants final say on a roster somewhere. So, But hey, let's just keep milking years of Joe Douglas helping the Eagles build this roster for not only short-term success, which they are built to be, but also long-term success, which after this draft, I'm really encouraged by the long-term future with a future left tackle, with a future running back, and your new Alshon Jeffrey and our Sega Whiteside eventually when he does move on or Deshaun Jackson moves on. So you know, hats off to Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas. And this Zach Brown move is just another great value signing of role players on this Eagles team. Again, just to go back to what I was talking about in segment two, $28 million total for six key players, Deshaun Jackson, Malik Jackson, Jordan Howard, Zach Brown, Vinny Curry, and Tim Jernigan. You're, you're getting a lot of good snaps for basically what, $2 million each, $3 million each between a few of them, and then Deshaun's getting a little bit more in Malik Jackson, but those are clearly better players than the other four I mentioned. But again, $28 million total, that's basically what you would have had to give Nick Foles to keep him on the roster. So Zach Brown, I think a great signing. Not someone that's going to play a whole lot considering Malcolm Jenkins is still going to be, honestly, that second LB, if you will. And uh, it's a position that is kind of being devalued in the league right now, but I think that's why you were able to give Zach Brown at the bargain price that you were. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Thanks for joining me on today's edition of the show. If you missed any of our past podcasts, you can find them on any podcast platform. Just tell Siri, just tell Alexa to play the Locked On Eagles podcast. If you could subscribe to the show, we'd really appreciate it. Hopefully you can leave us a five-star rate and a review. Let us know how we're doing. Any uh suggestions on what kind of show you want us to do again we record four to five days a week right here on the lockdown podcast network your team every day as always i'm ludy biassi signing off thank you for downloading thank you for listening and let's go birds baby